Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Brotherhood of Stone, hosted by Jameson Stone, that's me. And Nicholas Stone, that's me. My brother. My brother in arms and brother in blood. Together, we are going to be navigating the crazy world of Major League Gaming. We are planning to have not only a podcast that you're listening to now, but also we have a robust uh, Twitch channel and YouTube channel where you're going to be able to play alongside with us, um, watch exclusive interviews real time on Twitch, and be able to see awesome reviews and excellent interviews with industry experts. One of which we're going to be doing today. Now, what we're specifically talking about today is the new gameplay update 6.87 for Dota 2. Now, this update reworked a ton of new terrain, added a ton of new abilities, spawns, seven new items, as well as a scan ability. Uh, someone else that we'll be talking about with is one of my good friends who is 5K in Dota. I'm going to pull up a graph here. So to, to put that in perspective, what does 5K mean? So, Nick, what, what's your MMR? Tell, 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 tell these, these beautiful listeners. just got 4K. So that's a huge accomplishment. I'm a 3.5 scrub, so Nick's better at Dota than I am. I'm, I'm mad enough I can admit it. So Nick's 4K. So here, I'm going to show you what 4K looks like right here. It's in the top 82 percentile. Now, if you look in this graph, there's still there's there's a good, good, you know, part of people here in this in this 5k or 4k bracket now we go down the graph and we look at 5k that's in the top 98.36 percentile so he's in the top one 1 1.7 percent players of dota he's just shy of mlg pro of no scoping noobs and just crushing crushing little children's dreams um, all the time all the time so he's going to be able to walk us through his perspective as uh, just a, a hair away from pro um, what it looks like what what these massive changes mean not just for you know the 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 scrub community like the rest of us not that we're scrubs but um, for the pro players too we're going to be able to we're going to be able to, to unpack it and take a look so really excited to have that happen. Um, and then we're going to be able to play a game with him. He's uh, been kind enough to, to let us tag along in his uh, 5K MMR bracket. Uh, he may have to pop into a Smurf just so we can actually find a match. But we'll, we'll see if we can, we can mix our, our MMRs together. That should be a good time. Should be great. So without further ado, we want to introduce Michael Sanders. He is our guest of honor today. As we've already discussed, he is 5K solo MMR, putting him in the top 1.3 percentile of all Dota players. So, Nick, when you were to, if you were to compare yourself to me, 3.5 to a 5K player, what 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 comes to your mind when you think of 5K compared to 3.5K? Uh, time. The amount of I would say the amount of time that you have to put in to get the small changes in your gameplay uh to that level is extreme and the dedication that you have to put to really knowing what you're doing knowing knowing exactly where to move during the crucial moments of the team fight can really uh break or make the game and it has happened many times 
in my games where I can see if I'm doing something wrong or see if I'm doing right. But in his case, and he can talk about it more, I assume that it's a, he does a lot more right instead of wrong. So I, I remember one time I was playing with Mike and I was playing Crystal Maiden. He was playing Lena. He bought more smokes than I'd ever seen a support ever buy. He landed more stuns. We ganked mid more more. It, it was incredible. By seven minutes, we had already killed mid. I think three or four times. Um, secured every rune, and the game was already over by seven minute mark. It was over. And so I don't know if it's timing. I don't know if it's positioning. I don't know if it's laying those skill shots. But Mike. Super happy to have you on the stream. Super happy to have you on the podcast. And we're really excited to go over this update 6.78 with you. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it's definitely a big update for the game. A lot of changes going on. Really going to shake up the meta. And it uh, should be interesting to see how it plays out in Manila. So, well, tell us about it, man. So, I, I have intentionally not looked at this update. I've, I've glimpsed only little little tidbits of it. Um, kind of give us your overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, give us your overall perspective, and then let's we'll, we'll scroll we'll scroll down and take a look at it. Let's dive in. Uh, I mean, the first overall idea I got from it is you know Valve's obviously trying to get more heroes that are currently out of the meta into the meta, have a lot more diversity within the hero pool. Instead of just seeing Sven, Spectre, OD Invoker, Faceless Void Offlane, stuff like that, they want to have it. So a lot of the underplayed heroes see some light of day again. And uh, most notably, obviously, there's nerfs to uh, Invoker and OD, but we'll go into that as we go through all the heroes. But uh, I think it's definitely a good change for the game. Awesome. Right on. Right on. So I, I've got the gameplay update uh, right here. People who are... Um, either watching at home, uh, they will obviously see it on YouTube. People who are on our podcast, you won't be able to see it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and kind of shout out so you guys can follow at home. Let's take a look. What, what are you guys thinking about this whole scan ability? So, how, what when are people gonna be scanning? Uh, I mean, in my opinion, I think the scan ability is definitely the best for uh, you know those carries when you don't have vision up you got dewarded or you're in the process of getting vision up carries feel unsafe farming they usually back for 30 to 40 seconds at a time can really cripple your uh gpm there and just knowing you know you ping a tower or something see if anyone's porting in really can just give you a peace of mind while you're farming on a carrier you know you look for that wraparound smoke gank for the enemy supports around minute two stuff like that can really just secure the laning phase or your farm so this, yeah, is the, eight, this is the timing that Nick was talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. definitely. Eight seconds, I feel like, is also deceptively long. So as you were talking about, to see if anyone's in your jungle and to scan someplace for eight seconds to see if someone's there, I mean, that's a considerably long time. And if that scan is green the entire time, now, uh, to remind all of the viewers, it doesn't actually give sight. It only shows if there are enemies in the circle, and it'll go red if there are enemies in the circle and then green if there are not enemies in the circle so you won't know if it's red how many people there are but you'll know that people are there makes sense i can see this i can see this definitely helping out uh farming carry a little nervous pop a skin you're safe keep farming or time gtfo so we've got some uh, the starting HP increase um, and then HP per strength increase. We've got some stats, uh, some intel. H how do you guys feel this is going to affect things? 
I mean, I think for the early game, it's definitely good. I mean, 20 health, you know, isn't a whole lot, but to hero like Terrorblade, where he's only got 450 at level 1, it's going to bump him up to 470. You know, he got a huge armor increase, so it's the little things that can add up. And then as for strength gain, I think it's really going to help the uh, agility carries, who were kind of deemed squishy. You got someone like Luna, who can be taken out pretty quickly. Now a little bit beefier, survive a little bit longer in the team fight, stuff like that. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I definitely agree. So how about the, the lane creep health? We've got uh, tier 2 uh, damage increase, and now the armor aura. Is this going to help for pushing? Uh, Nick was telling me a little bit about some of the, the, the potential pushing thwarting this is going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing that comes from the tower armor aura is the uh, ability to ward off dives on mid lane just having one or two extra armor in the early stages from you know people diving at you with like a support cm she suddenly hits for you know three five percent less damage which the poor man's shield or something like that can really make or break uh, a gank <clears throat> one thing i did want to address is the uh the intel now grants spell damage 16 points grants one percent spell damage mm. i think that's actually huge because it almost grants the ability to have intel carries now just because the abilities will scale so well into the game yeah definitely like i feel like alina who or even a quap who goes scythe or maybe uh intelligence maybe not so much um refresher or that maybe even like us as as i just said scythe or ags or something like that where the intelligence can start stacking up and the spell damage can start stacking up to where it's very viable like lena can start outputting more than a thousand damage maybe with ags once she gets uh level 25 and a lot of intel yeah so this is huge i had no idea about this i mean so let, let you're zeus you're mid you're you're snowballing you're you're stacking intel and your ult now is going to have percentile points more damage that that's a huge change right i mean that's that's big yeah it is big especially on heroes that have high intel gain <clears throat> overall you look at someone like pugna every four levels he's gaining one percent spell damage because he's got four base um intel gain per level and that's disregarding items too you get an item in there you know scatty is going to give you one point and change so it's very, very that's very for cool. The Intel heroes. Yeah, Intel carries. That's very cool. Um, all right, let's 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 keep on scrolling down here. Um, mm -hmm. Feel free to also peg out something. I mean, there's so much, I and mean, I don't want to. I don't want to take up if we do every line. Yeah, there's a lot of general. For sure, there's a lot of general information. So anything that. And I've not. Out. I've again. I've not looked at this yet because I want to have a really clean perspective. So pull out, Mike. Pull out something that you think is really going to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a sort of nerf to heroes that like taking big uh, stacks of camps with the centaur camp. Now mm -hmm. spawns two of the little ones, and I think it was in 6.86 they got that magic resist aura, which stacks with each camp. So you would stack a couple of centaur camps up, and suddenly your shadow raises on shadow fiend aren't clearing camps as quickly. Now it spawns two of them, so it's going to make clearing those camps with magic damage even harder so lena shadow fiends the heroes like that are going to have a more difficult time that might be a counteraction nerf 
to what we were just talking about before, uh, like the spell damage, might be a little harder to farm with those stacks if your mid lane isn't going as well. You know, you obviously want to stack uh, large camp and medium camp if your mid lane uh, hero isn't doing as well in lane that they'd rather like because then they can just go to those stacks and make up XP. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, keeping with the general flow, we don't want to spend too much time on all this stuff. We haven't even got to the heroes or items yet. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's keep on keep on scrolling down. Any anything else we should uh, mention before we hit the terrain marker? No, there's just some swaps to uh, you know, the neutral camps, the ancient camps, where they changed. Uh, they reduced their damage but made it hero uh, damage, so it's gonna less damage overall on like the pure numbers but they're still going to hit the same so it's just a matter of how hard they hit your neutral camps or I mean uh, like your dominated creeps if you try and tank with them or treants so just small little things like that but I think we can go on to terrain now so I've not I've not looked at this at all someone give me give me a walk down help, help me understand this new map this new terrain changes uh, I think the biggest things to note are the there's a second pathway to the Dire Ancients where it's pretty quick little path from the T1 right into the Ancients, which is good and bad for offlaners. Like you can get to the Ancients faster if you're tied, you know, you want to stack and anchor smash them down or whatever, but it also gives a new avenue to get dove from if supports rotate up the river, just quick dive tower for a bit and then uh you know, you execute your kill and get out. <clears throat> I know they changed the tower position on the Radiant Tier 2, but I actually haven't looked to see if there was a new path for the Radiant Ancients. I just want to try... There's I, a I, new... I tried to Google it. They don't have an actual... They, there's, not a, there's not an actual map yet. It's <laughs> decent. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry about that. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Uh, they... One little notice, notice thing that I was uh, watching was top tier one yeah tier one for uh radiant side on the off lane and they've made that like the tree paths to the left they've made that a complete path so you can get from the top of the tower as the off lane if you were trying to escape a gank you could go through the trees and try to juke out and then you would actually be able to come out near the bottom of the tower out of the trees so they've made that path before you couldn't get through you could only like go in a little bit and you wouldn't be able to get all oh, the way yeah, yeah okay and I they've also that. made a same thing a little bit further down near the tier two as you're talking about they moved it uh it says added a small hiding spot to the trees above the body and radiant tier two tower and we, we just we've got we've got someone uh pin skimmed down just said the high ground ramps are wider and it's fabulous. So that's great. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. What do you think, Mike? What What's your experience? So what Nick just, uh, what he just described was obviously a higher level uh, juking maneuver. I've seen some people particularly, I mean, even carries that are, that hold a quelling blade, even though they're not necessarily using it, but just specifically for jukes. Where do you see some of this, um, you know, uh, we call it like next gen strat juking in the woods uh, in comparison to the higher levels and mid levels and the lower levels. Where does that play out? What's the effect of it? Uh, I mean, you definitely see it from time to time in pro tournaments. It's definitely an acquired skill. Like I, you very rarely see like three K games using stuff like this. But 
Um, I think the greatest addition to the whole fog of war juking mechanism is the ironwood branches aren't useless anymore. You can actually plant a tree and it can grant like fog of war, can block paths off, kind of like you would do with a Venomancer spawn ward. Mm-hmm. And the very same time you could use a quelling blade, cut down a tree, walk past that and replace it with an ironwood branch. Like a lot of uh, high level crap with that you can uh, i saw a uh, a morphling he was a, at t1 mid being dove by a ta and night stalker he goes in plants a tree in front of himself and a tree uh you know it blocks off the ta she gets wrapped around by his entire creep wave she dies off the creeps leave night stalker comes huh. in he plants a second tree and pins him in the forest and wave forms out so just stuff like that you know it's not gonna happen all the time where you know you build it into your strategy like okay i'm gonna build treads and then i'm gonna trap this guy with a tree but it's the you know the split second decisions that can uh really pay off save you a life get you an extra kill stuff like that i, I one time saw an entire juking map of where you could quelling blade all the different trees and i mean it was meticulously mapped out i i, I tried to grab like three of them to remember out of the, the 50 available options. But I can only assume that this is, you know, these are the, this is what differentiates, you know, the, the 3.5 to the 5k MMR. 5K, exactly. um, let's scroll down. Let's, let's check out some of these nice. items. Yeah. So Bloodthorn, the one of the games that Nick and I played last night, uh, we played against a Clint who utilized Bloodthorn, unfortunately, to great success against us. Yeah. It was uh, really pretty horrendous, honestly. Um, it was not fun. No, it was not fun. So to tell me tell me about Bloodthorn. Tell me what I already don't know, which is it sucks when Clinks gets it and he's not on your team. <clears throat> Nick, you want to go for this or you want me to take it? Oh, go for it, dude. Okay. Uh, well, Bloodthorn is pretty much the bread and butter for Clinks. You know, he's an Orchid builder who also used to build Data the Slate game. Except now it solves every problem he could ever want. He's get he gets mana, he gets attack speed, he gets intel for his you know uh, his further base pool. The mana regen keeps him up in between fights, and he gets all the you know the good stuff of orchid and crit. You get your silence, you get your crit strikes. But the new active also grants a true strike, which is great for heroes with evasion, particularly PA who received a large buff this patch. She's gonna see a lot of play. But True Strike makes you not miss, you know, you're chasing someone down, they walk uphill, you miss your last hit, they get away and they live, no longer. And the beauty is, you're automatically going to be critting for every single one of those hits when they're silenced, which is going to further boost the soul burn when the Orchid effect ends. So, the damage scale is just really unparalleled, it's definitely a core item on clinks. Um, as for other heroes, I think if you build on a Quaswex Invoker, very strong, you know, you just ghost walk in, Orchid, Cold Snap, critting every single time, you're gonna have high attack speed from Wex, very strong, and then just generally Orchid builders in general are gonna have a good time with this, Quap, Storm, heroes like that, really just gonna reap the rewards pretty hard. So you think that with this item, that maybe as you said, like Quap and Storm, those heroes that sometimes can be more like spell spell oriented. You think that they might transition with the addition of uh, Bloodthorn into maybe like DPS heroes, or do you think they'll, they'll still focus on like Ag, Scepter, Refresher, like all those items? Well, for heroes like 
Co-op and Storm, I feel like their shortcomings in the past meta were that they couldn't really compete with the super fight-coordinated uh, carries of the game. But now, you know, they're going to get a scaling damage from the crit. The silence is always going to be useful, and it's really just going to give them that bit of an edge from the middle game to the late game. They're going to do a lot better in that gray period in the 35 to 40 minute range. Before the carriers are completely six slotted on killable, you're still going to be able to, you know, maybe pop uh, a carry if he's completely by himself. Sounds good. Sounds good. When when Clinks gets it and he's been fed by your offlane, um, who who was it? Uh, Sand King who didn't know how to land it. Oh, it it, it definitely. Yeah. It, Don't <laughs> even want to remember that game. Oh, I remember Just, it. I remember it very well. Yeah. All right. Anyways, e next item. Echo, yeah. Echo Slaver. Echo Saber. <laughs> uh, this is a, a new item. I again, I feel like it just fills so many criteria for heroes. You know, obviously the biggest thing to note is the passive for melee heroes grants you that Legion Commander style attack where you hit once with your regular attack and it also procs a second attack. Uh, it slows for. Six tenths of a second, 100% move and attack speed. So it's essentially a stun, but they can still cast. This is essentially going to give you a third attack, assuming you attack faster than you know six tenths of a second. But uh, the main thing to take away from here is it's good for on-hit application effects. So if you have a crit hero, most notably PA, you know, chance to hit two freaking, you know, four and a half times crits in a row is pretty yeah. devastating. Uh, works well with Legion Commander in her duels, gets another attack on top of the chance of proccing, uh, what the hell is her spell called? Not Overwhelming Odds. Her E, whatever it is, the sure. one where you fight back. I feel. Uh, this, I feel like this item could be really good on Wraith King. Gives him general stats, attack speed, damage, and also gives him a bit of mana regen, which he typically has problems with. Mm-hmm. I could see it being good on Slardar, who has huge minus armor, and a bash proc. New Void buff, which grants 120 damage bashes. Those are pretty strong. So definitely going to be melee carries or offlaners going to be taking huge advantage of this. Definitely not a support item. It's really interesting. I, I, I like that what I'm seeing now, again, with the, some of the intel gain stuff and, and, and an item like this, with the mana regen on an intelligence and strength and attack speed damage weapon, it just it, it, it's starting to stretch out some of the boundaries of the traditional roles that we're used to in Dota. Really trying to kind of stretch the, the boundaries of what this game is and then what people can do. And so kind of like what you said at the beginning. So we're not seeing the same heroes. You're not seeing the Sven. You're not seeing, you know, you, you know the, 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 the mid-OD over and over and over again. I mean, back to the troll and sniper meta where it's just the, every game there's a jug a sniper or a troll um, i like it i like these changes so blightstone what is it who gets it and why this is your sort of different orb of venom item it's like a mini deso where orb of venom is kind of the mini scatty uh the good news is this doesn't have a penalty for being ranged so i feel the best fits for this are your roaming supports, particularly Venge, who has a minus armor already. Mm. The, the general key with minus armor is the more you stack it, the better it is. You know, 
this is not a bad pickup on TA anymore because you get your two minus armor on top of your meld. It's just going to scale that much better. Um, definitely a good pickup for roaming supports. As I said, it builds into your Desolator and Medallion, Solar Crest. So going to yeah, be so Veg, Veg is going to get this almost every. I mean, she gets Solar Crest all the time, so she's going to build build this right into Medallion and then into Solar Crest. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how long does that negative two armor last? We're guessing a couple seconds. Yeah, I think it's probably five to seven seconds, similar yeah. to that of Deso. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good on Tuscar. Just like I said, your general roamers are going to do really well with this item. That's cool. All right, we got some infused raindrops, consumable. Yeah, this to me is an offlaner's dream. Comes with five charges that are essentially spell block. You know, they have a bit of a cooldown in between, but like Void with this item, he's pretty much unkillable in my opinion. And it grants mana regen equitable to that of uh, Basilius. So it's just complete sustain. I mean, granted, you can only get it after three minutes, but I think it makes killing offlane super hard. It becomes a lot more reliant on physical damage. And if you have a high armor offlaner, like a Bristleback or something, it's just going to be a nightmare trying to kill. It's almost like a different version of Wand, almost, because, I mean, you get Wand to try to force the enemy to use their hand, and then you are, you'll, you're you able to, like, burst heal, kind of. I feel like this is kind of, like, similar to that in the ways you can burst block damage that's coming in, and maybe you can force uh, supports to over... Like, they think they're going to get the kill, and then... They are probably yeah, they not. They go going in to. thinking they have a lot more damage than yeah, they actually do. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna force a lot of uh, a lot of small things on supports. You're gonna have to probably bring an extra clarity to lane because you're gonna want to burn through these charges, you know, not non-committally. So you know, Rubik he just pops a random fade bolt just to hit over the 50 damage mark, pop mm -hmm. one of the charges, get this item down as quick as possible so you can get back into your kill range. That makes sense, yeah. We got Wind Lance. Yeah. Is it wind just lance? flat, just flat movement speed, huh? Yeah, it's yep. uh, there's no active or anything to it. It's sort of just kind of a half of a boot to speed. But again, it's really going to be a quality of life for the support players. You know, you don't have to commit 400 gold to your boots. You can get 20 move speed for pretty much half the cost. It builds into bigger items, drums and yules, as we see. But uh, when you get a fast support, like I think you can bring back Naga support now. She doesn't have to go for boots. She already has 320 move speed, boosts up to 340. That's most. Yeah, uh, most carries don't have that much move speed, even with boots. I know I feel like it might be good. To, to 290 base move speed. So. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Stuff like that. You're going to be a lot more mobile on your supports. You can buy a wind lace and a blight orb or whatever the hell it is blight stone for pretty much the cost of boots now you have half the move speed minus two armor you're becoming a lot more effective for a lot less gold cool sounds good so tomb of knowledge we this is a consumable that increment its stocks every 10 minutes yeah this is a. Uh... This is kind of like a dream item right now because I can't tell you the number of times I've 
wanted to team fight, you know, smoke up, let's go. And then I have someone saying, I just need, you know, level 11, right. level 6, right. level whatever. Level now, whatever it is, yeah, exactly. That just solves that problem. You just drop the 150 gold, bite the bullet, and then... It's you're not even that much money, to be honest. Level. Yeah. Definitely uh, an item you want to pick up very frequently, especially on supports later in the game. So you're getting your stats, getting your ults. Well, you hypothetically, someone could buy it every 10 minutes and then just and have them... It. Right, yeah, just have it. That would yeah. be interesting, yeah. If you had a support and you were level 7, got it at 10 minutes, you were level 9, got it at 20 minutes, and then you were suddenly able to get level 10 and then use two of these and then, you know, level up to level 11 and get that nice ultimate bonus. I mean, I, I don't know how much for, you know, 425 experience would matter to a mid or to a carry, but I, 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 I just, I can feel it. I can feel it now. You know, these games of a position five being yelled at of buy me a tomb of knowledge, you know, and <laughs> get wards and tomb, buy wards and tomb. <laughs> I can, uh, will they buy it? Probably not, but I, there, there's going to yeah. be a whole new level of trash being. being <laughs> All right. Hurricane Pike. This is just Enchantress's item. That's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, combines Dragonlance, which we know gives attack range for staff. We all know what that does. But when you use it on an enemy, the new active is it forces you apart from each other, and the user can attack from any range for four attacks for five seconds. So with you know Enchantress's ult impetus, it's just going to give her more range to do more damage. I could see this working well for OD. It's really just great for any. Uh, ranged hero that can put out some solid damage via right click and it's great for dodging melee carries you know you run into a Sven your hurricane uh, pike away you're now 800 units 900 units away you get four attacks off before he can close the gap and get back to you yeah it definitely seems like it could be very helpful it might be if you do it on an ally the effect doesn't happen right no, it just that'll be pretty back good to a normal force. I mean, stuff, melee I think. hero, yeah. All right. So we got some the skull basher abyssal, some I interesting changes here, um, and this also now, where is it? I don't know if I'm. Yes, here it is, the van card too. So I, I noticed that when we were playing yesterday. What's a, what's a, how how is this going to change how people build into? build into Abyssal? Um, well, I'll start with the Basher. It's uh, reduced bash damage, but reduced cost. I personally think this is a good change. The whole point of the Basher is you want to get it up quicker. You want the stun more than the damage. If you wanted damage, you'd get a different item. So that's okay with me. The Abyssal change, however, I hate so much. I think you're taking away the big point of the entire reason the Abyssal, to get it, exactly. Which is... Usually, if you're a hero that has Basher, you're going to either drop it for more damage, but that was solved when you got Abyssal. You know, you could add 60 damage to it. It was great. But now it's a Vanguard, and it's like, do you really need a Vanguard and a Basher? So is this ultimately a nerf, then? I mean, if you look at the comparison of 70 damage compared to 10 damage, and you're trading 250 health and 15 regen, I mean... Is that a nerf? I mean, yeah, I, th I think so. Abyssal to me was like a very late game, late, uh, late.
late stage item. Heroes that build Vanguard, I, I can't think of many. I really only think of like Bristle right now. Axe. Heroes that really don't utilize Bash all that much. Right. Granted, the cooldown on the active is down to 35 seconds, which is really yeah. good. For a 2.4 second stun. Yeah, it's a long stun. Pretty good. I just don't see myself wanting to build Vanguard for this item. Because Vanguard late game, you turn it into Crimson, so you actually get some benefit out of it for your team. Yeah. I think it's a heavy nerf. That's interesting. Alright, so Aetherlands got the inevitable nerf that we all knew that it would. I'm sad because Zeus mid Aetherlands was great. Uh, wait till you see Zeus. Oh, don't even, no, I don't even want to hear it. I just, just let, let me just live in bliss for the next, you know, several minutes. Alright, Courier Respawn, so for the, the team killing, Courier Trolls. Um, they rejoice. They get 20 seconds back. 20, yeah, 20 seconds. Thank you. I'm sorry, my Russian brothers. You uh, can no longer kill a courier for it. Alright, uh, Unholy Strength now grants 5 armor, so a little bit of a buff there, huh? Yeah, it's great for your strength heroes. You know, they don't have a lot of agility scale, so they're generally lacking in the armor department. This solves part of the problem, particularly Slardar, Wraith King. Just going to be a little bit harder to kill. 10 what? armor when active, that's pretty big, I feel like. An extra 10. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so here, so with I think probably in the higher levels, you know, when you get into you know four, five, six k, people are they're armlet toggling, they are hitting that every single time. I'll tell you, I play games with folks that it it's as though they just use it as a passive item. <laughs> it's that that armlet does not get get turned on, and if it does, it, it gets it, it gets left on. Yeah, it gets left on, and they die. Okay, blade mail. Uh, now returns damage before any kind of reduction. So, is this going to matter? Is this going to make a difference? Oh, yeah, this and item is the same pretty much core now. Lena, who ults you for 100 and, or 1,000 pure damage, is going to get hit for 1,000 pure damage. It's kind of insane. And this item is actually kind of a dream come true on Spectre again, because in the last patch, her dispersion was right. changed to act the same way. So now you have two instances of reflect that are getting dealt back without any reductions you're going to be hitting harder from them hitting you you don't even need to attack you don't even need to attack right and it goes through it'll go through a spell immune enemy wow so they can't get away from it there's nothing they can do they just can't focus you yeah yeah they just can't hit you that's interesting. That's cool. Well, we're going to be seeing a lot lot more blade mills. I saw here. that on Axe last night, and it wasn't pretty. Yeah, it sucked. All right. Yeah, that's it. Bloodstone, uh, 8-12. That's a nice bump. That that That's going to be helpful. It'll make that right out of the gate a bit stronger. Yeah, they nerfed it into the ground a couple patches ago when Storm was at his peak. Need to bring it back, get more intel heroes into the meta. Yeah. Uh, does anyone even use Flutter? I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, there's the Flutter? Is that that's not new? No, I'm joking. Crimson Guard, cooldown reduction, sixty to fifty HP. Alright, cool. I mean Crimson I think was good before, but now it'll be better, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh Desolator made it a more build up. You can actually get utility instead of having a three hundred gold recipe. That's fine. Diffusal blade gets nerfed. They have a two-second cooldown. <clears throat> I mean, you can no longer, like, spam chase. Mm. And you can't... The biggest thing here is against Omni Knight, you can't just purge their entire team. 
in order to purge an entire team now of Guardian Angel or Repel, it would take 10 seconds, which at that point it's over. So now it makes you choose who you want to purge, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, let's see. Mana burn, yeah, they increase the mana drain, however, to 40. So that's not bad. And they gave it to illusions. Okay. So overall, I still think it's a general nerf, though, just because of the cooldown. You can no longer just mass purge teams. <clears throat> well, we'll see how it plays out. It'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see see how it all all comes together. All right, Dragonlance. Um, what are even these changes? The total cost is eighteen seventy five to nineteen. Yeah, they switched from the quarter staff, which was eight seventy five to two slippers of agility. This is pr pretty okay. You're gonna add it to a lot more ranged carries. I think TA, Gyro, Shadow Fiend, Luna, all the heroes who have range problems to begin with, and they're gonna get a little bit of stats out of it. So I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, it's a little bit of a. It's like a lateral move. It's a. Uh, you didn't get promoted or demoted. You just. It just. You're in a different department. Didn't get now. the hammer. Yeah, you're 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 now you're now an HR from you know from utility or something. Okay, um, drums of endurance now requires bracer, ring of endurance, wind lance, and seven. Oh, so oh, that's interesting. Huh. So these are just kind of some more little little shifts. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that's too major. Oh, so they're also throwing the wind lance into things. So yeah, wind lance yeah. goes into drum drums now. Wind lance goes into scepter divinity. For people who are listening, the wind lance again is the item that gives the flat movement speed bonus. Um, flying Kurt, no, go ahead, Nick. Were you gonna say something? Oh yeah, I just want to say the stats that it gives are actually like six less agility and three less strength. That might not seem like much, but for the item that it was, where it gave. It was like almost like an the ultimate orb plus like an active plus uh, the move speed. I thought it was a pretty. It was one of my favorite items in the game. I would drums yeah. get it for most carries because it just gave so much. But now it doesn't. Dude, really you would get it, and people would know. rage at you. They would rage at you so hard, my brother. <laughs> it was so funny because until you, we won. Yeah, no, that's my yeah. point. Exactly until until we won, and then. You of course would, you know, show them the <laughs> follow. The, yeah, follow, but but it's interesting, man. It's what what really interests me about Dota is when when folks play this game, they have an idea in their head of what works well and what doesn't work well. And the unfortunate thing is that a lot of times that idea isn't actually based on um, empirical data. It's it's what they kind of think makes sense. But then when you try to do something new or something that you know works, people are very unreceptive to that. And instead of then backing it up with what Mike is doing, the actual experience, um, and then, you know, real meta details, they just fucking rage. And so it, that's, that's Dota toxicity for you. It's, it's not a fun <laughs> thing. Um, another thing that has to do with Dota toxicity is people wanting to up the courier, and luckily it now is 150 gold from 200. So that will be 50 gold incentive for people to up the freaking crew. Excited about that one. Uh, got, got a little bit of a nerf here to, um, let's see, gem. Do we want to what what are things again I've I've not seen any of these so 
Do you guys want to just piggyback or, you know, hop, play leapfrog on the ones that are good and pass the ones that are bad? Yeah, I mean, I think the next couple are pretty uh, small changes. I could run through them real quick. Do it up, man. Geometry site radius reduced. So here's like Night Stalker, Coddle, who would benefit from the Ags and the Flying Vision, going to be a little less effective. Again, supports rejoice over Ghost Scepter, five second cooldown reduction. They might be able to survive a carry one or two times more a game. Uh, mana cost reduced on Glimmer, but it's no longer a super item, so that's okay. Guardian Greaves recipe up to 50 gold, who cares? Um, sports care, Mike, sports care. <laughs> they changed some health gain around on the heart. You get five more strength, but a little less health from the item itself, which is good for your carries. You get a little more damage if you're a strength carry. They want to make Heaven's Halberd an item, so they gave it a whole second more. <laughs> it's an item now. Uh, they finally removed one of the Ring of Regens from the Hood of Defiance, so you don't need there nine rings. Yeah, they, that was so ridiculous. Uh, Lincoln Sphere, 325 gold reduction in the recipe cost. That's actually pretty huge. I felt like that item was very expensive for what it gave you. Now it might be worth it. Um... They made item uh, recipe for Lotus Orb evaporated. They gave an energy booster instead, which is good. I feel like you should actually get stuff rather than hold a piece of paper. Hmm. Mask of Madness buff, just a little bit less damage you take. Uh, we know Medallion needs Blightstone. And they changed the working of golden experience for wards. So now you get more gold, less experience, which is pretty good because... If you placed a sentry mid and your mid laner just ate the enemy observer and he got the bounty ring, he used to be level 2. Now that's not so much. You just get a gold advantage, which you can make back if you're better at CSing. Right. Um, Octarine Core got an inevitable nerf. That item was amazing. Now it's still really good, but it just provides you a little less regen. Um, Perseverance, a little bump, nothing major. Removed Pipe of Insight Barrier Stack Limitation. I actually don't know what this one is. HP. Uh, I I was reading a little bit uh, down. You used to be able to stack uh, pipe the pipe limit duration. So if someone else had pipe, and you so let's say you activate it for 15 seconds, and then someone else activates it, it keeps on stacking uh, for the rest of your team uh, okay. uh, until the second pipe duration is down so you could do that infinitely especially with uh, tinker in the as we can we will see you can't actually stack pipe of insight so you used to be able to as a tinker buy pipe like tp to your team pipe tp back rearm like all of that stuff infinite wow. amounts of pipes basically so yeah you can't do that anymore it's pretty uh pretty good they fixed that then yeah yeah <clears throat> um point booster they changed up it did give a lot of health, so what can you do about that? Uh, refresher orb again, like these small changes, I really don't think are going yeah, to let, break let, the game. Yeah, let's uh, let's 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 slip on slip on by some of these. Yeah, a big one is Sanjinyasha. The maim chance went from sixteen to thirty. That's actually pretty huge. Uh, they reduced the slow a bit, but you're going to be procking a lot more. Very good for Bristleback. Um, 
Stock replenish time reduced from 12 to 11 for smoke and deceit. That's awesome. Nice. That is awesome. I, smokes are, as I mentioned from our, our Lena Crystal Maiden game, you can do a lot of the smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it no longer has a uh, cooldown attached to your hero. So like if someone, it used to be two people had to carry smokes if you wanted to smoke back to back. If you used it, it had a 90 second cooldown. And then they passed it to you, it would still have a cooldown. So now you can just smoke and smoke again, which is really good. And just so everyone watching, I mean, I'm pretty sure, actually I don't want to say that because I don't want to sound rude, but the main thing to do with Smoke and Deceit is typically always buy one at the start of the game. That way you get that cooldown rolling so you get more smokes throughout the game rather than have it sit there without accumulating a cooldown. Because if you don't buy it for 12 minutes, then you're starting with three instead of four. And at only 50 gold, it's completely worth it. So Yeah, 50, I mean, 50, well, that's a GG branch right there. So, yeah, buy a smoke. Kids, go buy some smokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they nerf Flads by one armor, kind of needed. And then Veil is now actually a purgeable buff, which is really strong because... Illusion heroes that would get veiled, you could totally pick them out of the crowd. You have four Nagas, one's purple. I wonder which one's the real one. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, okay. Now, uh, do you guys want to dive into heroes? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, it, little ones that are non-relevant. Let's not bother. Let's uh, let's let's save our listeners yeah. some time. Let's 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 just focus on the focus on the heavy hitters here. Okay, I think the. Biggest, most notable one, Arc Warden. You can now kill the guy if you're within the ring of whatever it is, magnetism, I guess they call it, magnetic field. Yeah. You can now hit him if you're inside the ring. Only attacks coming from the outside in won't hit. So you can, instead of getting ratted, you just beat him up, which is really good. Yeah, so um, a PA that jumps in there, I mean, she's just going to eat him up, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Drow might have a little more difficulty. Right, but, right. Uh, axe. They changed his damage type on counter helix from physical to pure. This is actually really huge because in the laning phase, you'd be against an agility carry most times in the off lane. Uh, and they have such high armor that your spin just tickles them. Now you hit pure damage, they have very low health pool. You know, Terrorblade, he dies in three spins. So that's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Uh, let's see. They gave Bloodseeker an Ags, which just works like a Shadow Demon where you can stack up charges. I mean, I mm -hmm. guess it's good. I don't know if he'll make a comeback to the game right now. Probably not. Well, in pubs he'll be there, but he won't. Yeah, he won't be. Yeah. Doing, he won't be doing doing much. He's still. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they uh they changed Bruise Ulti. So his Earth Spirit now has Demolish, so it hit buildings actually pretty hard, which is good because that Spirit pretty much did nothing before. And they nerfed some of the other Spirit's damage, but nothing too crazy. Uh, major changes, let's see. Oh, Death Prophet. She finally got hit with a nerf. Spirit Siphon's no longer pure, it's magic damage, and it doesn't go through spell immunity, which is really amazing because that here, you could just walk down anyone pretty much. If you had enough HP, yeah. You could just, with Octarine especially, before the nerf came out, to Octarine yeah. as well as Death Prophet, I mean, it was a good combo. Yeah, she lost some strength gain. Overall, good nerf to her. 
DK uh, buff. Yeah, DK definitely got a buff. His Q, his fire breath, and that actually reduces uh, attack damage by 35% at level 1 oh. and all levels. So you're going to have a lot more sustain in lane, and you can afford to only put one point in and just farm the lane however long you want it. He also has four base damage increase, so he'll actually be able to CS, which is pretty good too. Uh, hmm, let's see. Have you guys played the new Earthshaker yet with the Ags? Seen him, but haven't played him. It's, it's, like a, it's, a, it's a hop. He has a, a built-in blink. T tell us the pros and cons versus just buying a, a freaking blink dagger. Uh, I mean, the animation for this spell is a little slow, so you can actually dodge it sometimes. But the tricky thing here is it's now point to target. So if you want, if you're in a bad spot, where you normally couldn't blink because you've been hit, you can jump over a cliff, you can jump to an allied hero, you can jump pretty much out of any scenario. So you don't have the same amount of range, but it gives you a lot more versatility. I think the real question here is how many MLG videos, whether it's new from USA, Dota Poop, or something you're going to see that has actual dunks now with Earth Chamber. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen a few memes about that. It, it, they're they're coming, I promise you. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Alright, let's keep rolling. Uh, huge nerf to Enchantress. Her damage was rescaled on her ult down to 22% at max level, and they nerfed the max uh, distance that it would apply. So she's no longer going to hit for you know 900 per ulti throw. But uh, all the same, she gets a little bit of a buff with the Hurricane Pike, you know, just creating that space and being able to attack from wherever, so. Yeah, in one video, I saw her uh, do the Hurricane Pike and then TP back to base immediately <laughs> after. Jesus. And so she could still throw four auto attacks. And I can't oh imagine what God. it would be like. The 3% is doesn't seem like very much, but it does do a lot when it's max damage by 25%. And if you get three or four attacks at max damage, it's basically goodbye to whoever you're trying to attack, especially if it's a supporter. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Faceless Void, they have the Caster Angel Time Lock, which is good. I mean, it's only 50, but... Your mic got a little Yeah, you break, break it up a little bit. Hold on, let me fix that one. Is that any better? A little bit. Maybe. Still a little creep quickly, I would say. Yeah, I don't know. I think I stepped on something. Hmm. Might the might be the plug in to your computer. That's okay. We can just keep on going. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep rolling. Alright. Uh faceless void, time walk, cast range increased to six seventy five, time walk cast point increased to point oh three, which makes it slower. Uh, time dilation cooldown increased uh, max level by 4 seconds, and the slow is rescaled to 8 seconds instead of from 7, 8 to oh, 10, so 2 nerfs there. Uh, uh, time lock no longer deals double damage inside Chrono, which is very fair. I'm not sure why that had that in before, but the most, I think, notable buff to him would be... The damage scales from 40, 60, 40, 50, 60, 70 to 50, 75, 100 to 125. And so hmm. you can see 
the scale is huge. Yeah. So it's almost as if uh, Ice Frog is saying, like, start playing this guy as a carry. Start, and even now, you can see the very last one, Scepter no longer increases Chronosphere's duration. So that's a huge nerf. One of the reasons that you would get it is obviously because of the cooldown to 60 seconds uh, as a fourth. Well, now, why would, you get, why would you get the Scepter on that hero? What? 60 seconds. So it's just uh, the cooldown. It's just the exactly. cooldown. There's no increase. Huh. And so that's kind of like, I can almost see him metaphorically pushing uh, Faceless to the carry position. Again, where he used to be before yeah, exactly. the, the rework. Hmm. Uh, gyrocopter, not much. Just a small axe change. Uh, I don't think it's personally worth it. Even though at the very later stages of the game, 1.4 seconds is a pretty short time, but I don't think it's worth it. Uh, Berserker's Blood, max attack speed, increased by a substantial amount, but uh, I don't personally think, maybe with the armlet, blade mail uh, buffs, he might be viable, but right now in the pro scene, he's, uh, he's not really seen much of the light. He hasn't been played, I don't think, much at all. Um, never banned, never played any of those things. Uh, Invoker, he got a couple big nerfs. Cold Snap is dispellable. That's a pretty big one for supports uh, that can help dispel. Ghost Walk, cooldown increase from 35 to 45, 10 seconds. Uh, Tornado Vision is reduced. You used to be able to do that uh, when catching up to either supports or carries. If you're trying to hunt them down, you'd be able to tornado. And even if you didn't hit them, for example, if they're trying to juke in trees, you'd be able to see around where they are and you'd be able to kill them. But now you can't do that anymore. Uh, Forge Spirit Health Mana Change from Exhort Quas to Quas Exhort Based. So Spirit Health is going to be based on Quas and Spirit Mana is going to be based on Exhort. That is very interesting because if you put more damage a lot more damage in exhort then it's not going to necessarily change the health of a forge spirit you you would be able to see like thousand hp forge spirits that hit for a good amount because of the armor pen armor uh let down and a lot, a lot of pros were commenting on that saying like this is balanced like come on got to do something about that so that's a very interesting change i think mike will probably want to <coughs> talk a bit about more of that right there yeah can you guys hear me now yeah, yeah it's perfect. perfect okay cool we're just done it, both if you, if you were listening. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, that's definitely the most needed fix to date. Exhort used to be able to stack damage up on your hero and make unkillable forge spirits. So with this swap, you know, if you're playing an OD, you can still one or two shot the uh, forge spirits now in a matchup where you used to just try and take them down and you just get cold snapped to death. Uh, the most notable thing that I just thought of for... Uh, all these new dispellable spells like Veil and Cold Snap is Manta suddenly becomes a whole lot better. We're used to Manta in the past, and you'd still be Cold, uh, cold Snap after Veiled. Now, again, it gives you that sort of illusion factor where it not only purges it, but you're undetectable. So I think that's pretty good to note. <clears throat> um, base intelligence reduced from 22 to 16. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's pretty significant. Cause what's the the scaling? It's each stat gives two damage, right? Yeah, I think so. So he's losing twelve base damage essentially, which that's gonna put him, I think, at it's very thirty-four. 
yeah. base damage without, you know, then you get Exort and stuff, but he's no longer going to be hitting for 60 at level 1, which is very important. Um, they keep trying to make Jakiro Ags a thing. It's up to 30 seconds now, guys. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a long time, man. That thing's burning. And I think that Rush would die. Feel the Bernie Sanders. Said, no matter what they say, he's still going. I believe. I feel the burn. And so does so does Jakiro. Yeah, um, uh, Kyle gets a move speed buff. It's going to be good for him in lane. Might actually see him in a game or two. Uh, I think Kunkka is going to... He might find his way back to the meta now. He got a bit of a stun duration increase. Base armor is huge. He gets two more base armor. Really good for laning. Uh, you think and more the Manic boss on Torrent. Or yeah, I think he could definitely come back as a, a mid laner now. Because you can afford to trade with two base armor. Like... On Storm Spirit, that's one of his biggest strengths. He has five base armor to like Ember's one, so it becomes very hard for you know melee heroes or heroes with low armor to trade into heroes with high armor. Um, oh, thank God for this nerf, Life Stealer. Now you need level eleven or your ulti level two, whichever, to take over Ancient Creeps. I was so tired. Yeah. Level oh six snakes God. jumping it's in a black drag. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun to play with against like at all. Any or all above. Just if there's a life yeah. stealer in the game, you know he's going to be rushing radiance in a golem. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no other option now. That's taken away. Thank God. I was really surprised that they didn't do this before. When I first heard of it, I was like, oh, level three or oh, it's an ags upgrade. But no, it was level one. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awful. Um, Luna gets half an agility gain. Her it's up from two point eight to three point three level, which is really good. Don't know if that'll solve her tankiness issues, but as we saw in the beginning, each strength gain now scales from nineteen to twenty. So there's a chance we might be seeing some Luna, some push strats coming back. Um, they want Mag to be a mid laner again. They give him four base damage and decent regen. It's pretty good. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? The Mirana Ags. Have you guys seen this yet? No, yeah, tell, tell me about it. Sing Sing. Yeah. Uh, it passively triggers a Star Storm every 8 seconds. And then you can also use... Oh, and it waits? That's awesome. <laughs> it waits. Yeah. So, you land narrow, you leap in, it automatically Star Storms, then you do your own Star Storm. It's so it much damage. hit twice. Yeah. I think someone did the math. I think it's like... 12 it's or like 1400 yeah. damage. Yeah, it's pretty strong. <clears throat> I think uh, that she still has a weak, relatively weak laning stage, though, for mid. I went Storm last night and was able to beat her pretty convincingly because she doesn't have much base damage. And other than her Q, not really many ways to harass. Yeah, I mean, she's one of those heroes that's in a tricky spot right now. Like, you can't really... Like, if you offlane her, yeah, she's not bad, but are you really going to have the gold for this item? Mm. <clears throat> well, the and one that we played against last night did. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Eventually. I didn't well, lose mid I see, a, I see a little bit of a Morphling buff. I know a Morphling player is going to be happy about that. Any little buff he's happy about. Yeah, this is going to be good, most notably against heroes like PA, where you're doing 80% of Phantom Assassin's damage or a Sven or something. It's going to be pretty good. Hybrid, again, no one gets his agonims too often, but 
people might make a push for it now. Um, Naga got a good buff. Her ult now affects units like golems. I actually had a game, I think a week ago, I was playing and I died to a world. It didn't get stopped by my ult, so that's hmm. good. And her images got rebuffed back to 40% damage, which is going to make her jungling a lot easier. So we might see a return to Naga mid in the future. Uh, well, oh, yeah, yeah, keep going. Necrophos, his penalty for his ulti is now rescaled from 30 to 10 to 20 to 30, hmm. which makes sense because... You know, you die to a level six necrophos and you're out for 80 seconds. Yeah, I, I, I love doing that to people. Right? Yeah, it's awesome. It didn't really it's make sense. In all chat. <laughs> Yo, yeah, every time. Every time. And they rescaled his ult damage to be 0. 0.6, 0. 0.75, and 0.9% of health missing, which... Well, you know, that fuck, awesome. yeah, that, that blows because I enjoyed the hero, but he had a ridiculously high win rate, so I think it's probably good. It's a good change. Um, Nyx is up to three and a half health per second at level one. I think he's an offlaner now. Yeah. Uh, there's an Oracle Agonims, which reduces purifying flames cooldown to one second with a 0.1 second cast point. So you're just going to be spamming this crap. Wow. I don't know if it's going to be used to kill people. Or if it's going to be used to heal your teammates when you make them magic immune. Time will tell. Uh, OD got hit with the hardest nerf stick in a long time. His arcane orb at level 4 is now 160 mana. Uh, his level 1 imprison is basically melee range, so it's kind of useless. And the intel steel is down from 2345 to 1234, so... All around right. necessary nerf. Uh, PA got a huge buff where her dagger now does a physical attack for 60 damage plus 70% of your attack damage with all attack effects working. Wow. So this is the change I was talking about. You dagger, you blink in, you hit, and then you also have an echo saber. You're hitting three times within, you know, a tenth of a second. All while and having a chance to proc. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's that's the beauty. The dagger can crit proc, and the attacks can crit proc. So you're getting four chances to proc. Pretty strong. Yeah. Well, and you're attacking incredibly fast because you've also yeah W too. So yeah, I definitely think exactly. she's a top tier pick in the coming meta. Wow. Let's see. A lot of these are just pretty small changes. Uh, we could talk about the Shadow Fiend Ags, which now does 3k damage if you Yules combo someone. Oh, God. <laughs> Pretty strong. With uh, Ags or without Ags? With Ags, because it gets you up to 40, 23 lines. Yeah, 46 souls, 23 lines. But I think the most notable change is without Ags, the width of each soul line is increased from 7,500 to 125 to 125 at all. So now your level 1 ult is going to be doing a lot more damage because just naturally you're going to be hitting with a lot more waves of souls, which is really strong. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, of, 
lot of videos going around of Shadow Fiend Axe. Does a lot of damage. Yeah, there's we're gonna be seeing some MLG videos of that too. Let's you see. Know, I, I really like that change though, to be honest, because originally in Dota One, Shadow Fiend was played as a hybrid damage dealer. Recently, he's either been the mech carrier who just pushes, or just a straight right clicker. I like the flashy play Shadow Fiend, where you blink, double raise, all stuff like that. Yeah. Those are the skill plays. That's that's the notes. That's the notes, Shadow Fiend. <laughs> Seriously, he's very good. No, he's good, man. He's actually from Peru. <laughs> yeah, he's actually from Peru. He's actually very good at Shadow Fiend. Except for, well, let's not talk about yeah. the, let's not talk. Alright, well, who, who else? Who else is uh, jumping out at us here? Um, I mean, Spectre gets a necessary nerf. Her ult cooldown at level 1 is up to 140 seconds, which scales back down to the 2 minutes. I think the biggest thing is her agility gain is down to 1.8, which is rather low, considering she's an agility hero. And her haunt illusions are no longer stunnable which is very good. They're still going to be dis dishing out that Desolate damage, getting the extra hits in on supports, going to bring them really low. But the agility gain, definitely a nerf. A lot less armor. Just going to have to make up for it somehow. Uh, Storm, Agonims, pretty much a black hole if you land it. But you have to drop 4k on this item in a hero who normally needs your Bloodstone, your Orchid, so yeah. will it have a place? I don't think so until late game, but I think uh, could definitely be huge. Look out for like a Darkseer Storm combo into whatever cleaving carry you want with PA with Battle Fury, but... If he already has that much gold late game, he's already unstoppable though. I mean, he's already yeah. just totally snowballed out of control. Yeah, I mean, I think the difference to make here is I've had games where I've played Storm, I've dropped 30-something kills and lost because our team would get picked off. Or Now it gives you the potential to have a control factor, which could, you know, maybe give your team time to coordinate. Obviously, we're talking probably more pub-level stuff here, but it could be game-changing. It'd be cool. Uh, It'd be cool to see, for sure. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. I was talking to Nick the other day. Terribly, I think, has like 11 base armor now or something. No, more than that. Let me look it up. Quickly. I actually can't kill this guy. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Timbersaw got a huge buff. His Whirling Death buff is up to 14 seconds. And against Strength Heroes, that's 15% of your strength is missing for 14 seconds now. Wow. That's a lot of your health gone. That's a lot of your damage gone. And then his reactive armor now scales from 1 per stack all the way up to 1.6 per stack. And I think you get 16 stacks. So you're looking at, what the hell is that, like a little over 24 armor just from getting hit, which is really strong. Going to make him very tanky, especially with an Octarine. Well, that's 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 one of Nick's favorite heroes. I don't know if he may start playing him again, but the the timber side used to be a mainstay. In yeah. The old Nicky Stone ninety. <laughs> True. Uh, uh, let's see. Tinker, like Nick said, can no longer refresh pipe. Base intel up to thirty. He might get played a little more. Uh, 
troll gets a buff. His ranged axe cooldown is down to 10 seconds at level 4, which is really good for chasing, especially in conjunction with the Sanjin Yasha proc chance. So that's very good. His max attack speed stacks are up to 7. So he's going to be attacking very fast. He can afford to go more damage. Um, and then I think Ten the armor. last... Sorry, I just looked that up. Ten starting armor. Holy Ten, God. wow. I mean, that with a poor man's shield, it's like... Yeah. You really don't get hurt that much. Viper's poison attack is no longer an attack modifier. I heard you'd be rejoicing at this. Dude, he used to be, I feel like he used to be a lot better than he was, than he is now. I remember the days. It was Viper, Razor, and Zeus. Yeah, well, and then before that, I played a lot of DP mid, too, and she was great. Yeah. And then she got bad, and then she got good again. <laughs> And now apparently she's bad again. It's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they don't really have the best nerfing process in the world. They usually just make someone OP for a patch, then nerf them into the ground. And try again. The nerf hammer is real. It's, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I feel like, I don't know, Viper's an interesting hero. He just, he just isn't enough, you know? It, late game, it just isn't, it just isn't enough. you got a really good hard carry, it can be, but all right, let's keep on rolling. Um, biggest thing for Visage is the stun delay is reduced from 1 second to 0.85, and it might not seem like a lot, but trying to stun with the birds is actually pretty annoying, especially versus high move speed heroes. And I think this is just to mainly compensate for the introduction of Windlace. Um, Warlock gets some buffs as needed. Uh, most notably, Fatal Bond's cooldown is down to 18 seconds, so you're going to be dishing out a lot of area and team damage. Uh, da -da -da. Flaming Fist is now an auto-proc on your golems, but it only does uh, 60 damage cleaving. We got, we've got a commenter here saying that they feel DP got over-nerfed over a bit. Yeah, looking at it, man, like, she hit the pinnacle of buff, and then now it has hit the nadir of nerf. And uh, the, the, the person is saying, wish that Sniper got some more love, too. So, Yeah, I mean, Sniper, he's only getting shrapnel, and most people don't even see the value in that ability, as it is. I think it's great for if you're running someone down, you know, you set up sort of a, a wall they can't really walk through. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. If he gets buffed in any other way, though, in conjunction with how much range he has, it's going to be really tough to uh, take care of him. Um, there's a Winter Wyvern Aghanim Scepter now, which makes his Arctic Burn, his Q, toggleable. Hmm. Much like that of Leshrax ulti, but this one adds a lot of range and a lot of damage, so it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. And then it towers without them hitting you back, which is also kind of weird. Yeah, it does grant a lot of range. And then I think the last thing to note is the Zeus nerf. No. <laughs> I don't know if that's super important, but... Um, you can now blink if you're hit by a static field, which is great because he used to miss his lightning bolt, hit you with a static field, and it would still disable you. Um, 
His static field's down to only 10% instead of 11. Not the hugest deal, but given the amount of spells he casts, it kind of adds up. Right, yeah, the one point does add up, uh -oh. for sure. And then last one, his, last patch note. <laughs> his ulti is down 50 damage at the final level and 25 at the second level, which, yeah, it sucks, but when you think about the intel converting into spell damage, it actually isn't all that terrible. He'll make that damage up and then some. Tell, uh, the person, uh, Surreal Life is telling us that uh, the Wraith King, the Wraith King buff uh, feels pretty significant for doubling farming speed, including Ancients. Um, tell us, are we going to see a reemergence of Wraith King jungle? I used to love that hero in the jungle back when jungle was an actual thing instead of a game loser. So what, yeah, what do you think? I mean, I think we, uh, we brushed on this point earlier with the introduction of Echo Saber where you get that second hit every five seconds, which ties back to what he's saying. So you don't necessarily need to go, you know, your Maelstrom or whatever it is you used to farm with. You can now even potentially get your Echo Saber. You could be in fighting shape for when a hero comes, or you could just be getting those extra crit procs in the jungle. Uh, it's definitely a good change. I don't know if it's going to make or break him into the meta, especially with what I believe will be the resurgence of illusion heroes and the buff to Diffusal Blade. So each PL illusion, I think, is going to hit for 25 mana drain, and the real one's going to hit for 40, so he's still going to be losing a whole lot of mana. Mm -hmm. But who knows? There's a lot, of, a lot of moving parts to this patch, especially with the blade mail change. So... He might be a blade mail carrier again with blink. It's it's very interesting to see. Like more of the kind of the support the support wraith, blink in blade die, ult, stun, die again, die again. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean it's it's like you said in the beginning. There's going to be a lot of versatility to what you can do. I mean I've seen games where a Lotus played Wraith King. He's got an Aghanim or not Aghanim's uh, blade mail, and it's been pretty effective because you're not just going to sit there and let a Wraith King wail on you for five seconds, but Blade Mail just got even better, so who knows. Yeah, well, particularly with those buffs, yeah. Alright, well, that is... That's the patch. 6.87. long one, yeah. It's a long one, baby, but... Um, Mike, thank you so much for walking us through it. Um, it obviously is, you know, really really informative to have your perspective your vast vast knowledge of of dota to be able to draw upon and i for one am excited to now play some games with you um who like are we gonna do some cheese strats here what are you what are you gonna do man <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's actually so many options for what you can pick now um and i think the fun part about the new patch is that it kind of makes you have to relearn parts of the game again and just figure out what works, you know? Like, I feel that oftentimes the game is too cookie-cutter in pubs, where everyone's just like, okay, I pick this hero, I get these items, that's how it works. Now I feel like there's somebody and, like, heroes being picked. Who knows, like, all the different item combinations or situational little things. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I gotta, freaking, I gotta fix my volume. We'll it's out of work. All right, sweet. Well, I'm going to then roll 
kind of roll this one up uh, for the the audio segment uh, for our podcast. Uh, gosh, this is going to be a, a long ass podcast. I, I may I may just trim it down for folks <laughs> listening at home, but we'll figure that out. Um, as far as the stream goes, we're gonna we're gonna play a couple games. We're gonna have some fun. Um, but I just want to say one more huge huge thank you to Mike. We're definitely gonna have you back on the show again um, down the road, and we're obviously gonna be hanging out at the international, um, and we're gonna be doing some more interviews. Um, there I don't know. It, it, it's going to be great. Um, for the international, I'm going to be dressed up as anti-mage. Nick is going to be dressed up as a Dota reporter. Mike, what are you going to be dressed up as? Uh, I don't know. I, I got to see what uh, my girlfriend, I was no talking to her. She said she definitely wants to do something. So we got to figure out some sort of costumes. Excellent. Yeah, I think for Nick, it's either the Dota reporter or a ward. GG Branch. Or, oh, yeah. or, 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 or TP. Happy little tree. Yeah, yeah or a happy little tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, All right. Good stuff. All right, sweet. Well, let's load up some Dota and uh, make it happen. Yeah, sounds good. We're in Dota, by the way. Hero, hero. Hero, hero. Hero, hero. I want to be a hero, hero. Oh, before you start it? Yeah. <laughs>